All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 360 Sports Show. Coming to you live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. I am Andy Pizzelli. He's Christian Lauber. We have a lot to talk to here tonight. Hope you all enjoyed the long weekend. Thank you for finding us here on the live stream. You can always reach us in any of the comment sections or by emailing the360sportshow at gmail.com. If you're one of our podcast listeners, thank you for finding us through Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcast from. And you can certainly jump into the email to hit us up through our mailbag each and every week as well. We appreciate you there. So we're going to get right on into it. Hope everybody's had a good weekend. Thank you for joining in with us. Uh, Christian, uh, we've had a couple of, uh, whether by personal choice or by Mother Nature, we've had to do Tuesday night shows. Last week would have been a good time for a Tuesday night show because not often news breaks on Tuesdays in the sports world. Uh, Except when it's roster cutdown day. And something that none of us saw coming happened. And that's going to be the lead story here tonight. We will get into other things. If you have any thoughts or questions on any of the other topics from the past week in sports, throw them in the comment section. We'll get to them. The biggest story, it's what everybody's been talking about still almost a week later, Cam Newton cut, released, adios, see ya. Stunning only because... It's not what we expected to happen. If you just were looking at it in a vacuum, it's completely rational and understandable. Mac Jones outperformed Cam Newton. The younger guy, more upside, looked comfortable, ready to go. But nobody not expected the page nobody expected the pages to go to a rookie quarterback. Well, it's not you're not stunned that it happened. You're stunned on the timing, right? Exactly. Yes. You know, yes. It's like nobody's really shocked that oh he, he Cam Newton can't play anymore or he got released and he's kind of just he he might be a good backup for a team but the timing of it is stunning uh to say the least i thought at the earliest maybe week eight yes but here we are week yeah. one yeah that once that change happened we all admitted both me and you here on the show said it will happen i think it happens sooner rather than later yeah um and that cam probably would be gone because we didn't see him being a a, a good fit as a, in a backup role to see that, like, anybody who, like, actually believed that would happen, they're lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, maybe somebody who had inside information, maybe, you know, like, Steve or Brian Belichick could have told a friend, yeah, we're cutting Cam. <laughs> right? Yeah. Any any reporter, anybody at all that said, you know, a fan, oh, I said they were going to cut him. But you didn't actually think that was going to happen. None of us thought it would actually happen. There that- were a couple of media members that got it right when they saw uh, Mac Jones get on the field saying he could win this job, but no, I, I don't think anybody really truly saw Cam getting released before the season. Yeah, I think it was all like, wow, you know what? I think Mac is actually ready, but all still kind of saying, will the team see it that way? Right. Will they still want to insulate him? Will they want to insulate themselves? Does Bill? Because already look at look at the flack that they are catching. And it's not a lot of people, but there's all these, you know. Even Asante Samuel, a guy who kind of didn't have a happy ending here. All these people come, oh, this is cold-blooded from Belichick. Really? What did Cam Newton do in training camp, offseason, in those preseason games to tell you he's the starter, that he's going to be anything better than he was last year? We said this last week. He did nothing to prove that it will be any better. And yet we still thought they would keep him because going with a rookie quarterback right out of the gates seemed crazy why didn't mac jones start last week then if it was yeah. you know he was never i doubt, it, I doubt it was just how he looked in that game yeah no it so wasn't. we know that. i think the reason cam got the start because bill will do this remember when um tim tebow got like a whole preseason game there's guys sometimes he does them a solid go out try and showcase yourself hopefully put something up maybe somebody will want to take you after a game did yeah. that with jacoby Brissett. Gave him that entire fourth preseason game, and I think was that 2018, right? Uh, oh, no, no, 20, yeah. 20, 2018 or 2017? No, I think it was after the Falcons Super Bowl, so it was that following was, year. Yeah, it was, yeah. Because um, it was just Garoppolo and Brady going into that year, yep. and then they, they trade Garoppolo. Um, let him play the whole game, and he was like, great. Let a comeback. Traded. Got like only like a sixth-round pick, I think. Oh, and Philip Dorsett out and of that. Dorsett, yeah. Um, They'll do that. I think they gave Cam that chance, and when he went, like, he just played conservative. I think Cam didn't realize. I think Cam didn't realize 
how in the hole he was. And he goes, what did he got? One of four? Two of four with a pick? Two of five with a pick? And yeah. it's just kind of like, all right, seen enough. Well, you want to get the kid in there and give him some more experience. That's what I think that was. I think they gave Cam a chance, and I think he thought he didn't need it. There's camera work on one of the so- – I, 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 I'm not sure if it was game three, but I assume it was um, the Giants. And uh, there's footage of McDaniels going over to Mac Jones telling him, he, telling him he's going in and that Cam's coming out. And you can see Cam. He's kind of warming up on the sideline, and then he just kind of bobs his head. And he's like, okay. So I don't know. It, you That's know, probably had, when he knew. I, I want to say the COVID thing had something to do with it. I know everybody's going to say it, it didn't, but they have to. That, that's a fact. Yeah, exactly. But but that's got to be a factor somewhere along the line, just based on reliability. Uh, are you out there? Look, Newton didn't do anything to put a stranglehold on the job ultimately. So Mac Jones kind of took it, and especially on that day. Newton wasn't on the field in the joint practices. Everybody says those joint practices are more important than the games themselves. Yep. Right. You can see a lot more in those. And he lit it up one of those days. And I think that kind of put some type of switch in, you know, maybe McDaniels in combination with Bill. Obviously, he makes the the final call. But like, OK, we, we can go with this kid to start the year, I think. Yeah, uh, I think we're OK to do that because. Newton really didn't do anything to go over the top. He wasn't super aggressive. He wasn't, you know, it's not like he outplayed everybody on the field and was just shockingly good. It didn't feel or look different from last year with him out there. And when Mac came onto the field, it felt and looked different. There was, like, energy. And I said this last week. I think after that game, like, how long can Bill go with Cam if Cam's stinking it up and there's confidence in the kid? from players, from yeah. coaches, especially if the stadium's booing. Like I said, the, how long are the crafts going to put up with people booing? I think Mac, and we'll get into what Mac Jones' expectations are. Yeah. Um, but I think fans, there are fans that will just, that even if Mac struggles, they'll be like, we should have kept Newton, see? Probably, right. You don't worry about those. Most people, I think, are going to understand that he'll there'll be ups and downs, but at least you're like, you have hope. Even if Mac, has a horrible year you still might say hey he's a rookie but like we got our guy like you will see the patriots offense this year oh yes you will be seeing the patriots offense they they have a slew of offensive linemen that are very good that have been there so their line should be very very good damian harris another year down this is his third year he had a red shirt year obviously the last year was really good he's coming and looked great this year and you revamp the wide receivers. I think you'll have some drop issues based on your receivers, but um, overall, you'll see the Patriots' offense more and the two tight ends. Don't forget about the two tight ends. Those guys got to stay on the field ultimately, but you'll see more of what you saw with Brady here. It's not going to be Brady. Everybody needs to get that out of their head, but they'll be passing the ball, try to push it downfield, and the run game will help Mac Jones along as well. Yes. There's a lot in place to help him succeed. So let's talk about that. What are what are the realistic expectations for Mac Jones? We said when they drafted him, okay, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't play in year one. So let's not even put ourselves around year one. But let's say long term, you drafted a quarterback, what does it have to be? Show progression. Mm-hmm. Competing for a playoff spot if you get a shot in year one. By year two, or well, we said competing for the starting spot. Right. So now we know he has that. So now it's like bump everything up. This year, competing for a playoff spot. Year two, you have that playoff spot, and you're pushing in playoff position. By year three, with this team and, you know, the expectations, the standard is the standard, getting to a conference championship, getting to a conference championship game. Hoping maybe by year four, he's good enough, you feel confident, bam, extension. Having him be a guy that you want to sign to an extension because he's a franchise quarterback and now you start looking at better win a ring now, boy, in years four through seven. So for this year alone, I think the expectations for Mac Jones are to have some good games, some bad games, games where maybe they lean on the running game in the defense and you're wondering why aren't they winning? Well, because he's having an up and down year. He's not just gonna be able you're not just gonna be able to put it on his shoulders and say, Go win it. I don't I'm not gonna expect that. He could. He could do it. 
Not going to expect that. But for this year, 10 wins? You know, Too low. It, I think 10. But I think low. that gets you a playoff spot in the AFC this year. So I put them in that 4 through 7 range only because of rookie quarterback. He could, now after a couple of weeks, we could look at him and be like, he's killing it. And we have to reassess. But I think, let's be realistic, he's going to struggle. They'll lose a game either because of him being a rookie and not being in having a bad game or their rookie kicker having a bad game. Got Nick uh, Nick Folk on the practice squad as the insurance Probably. policy. Big Big vote of confidence in Quinn Nordeen having a kicker who was just here on the practice squad waiting in the wings. Um, They're going to lose games that you'll look at and it'll be frustrating. It's like, you should have won if he could have just made this read. or But he held onto the ball too long. He's a rookie. I think 10 10 wins is reasonable. Minimum. Minimum 10 wins. Playoff position, I don't know what they could do in the playoffs. Um, But that's what I'd expect. Being a wildcard team. That is... Bottom rung of the ladder right now. If they don't get that with what they spent and the confidence you're putting in a rookie quarterback and Mac's supposed to be this better fit, disappointing. Disappointment year. That's my expectations. Playoff spot. Yeah, it's got to be It's got to be playoffs, obviously. I think Mac Jones has to be, call it top 18 quarterback in the league. Um, I'm not saying he's got to be top five, so let's not go nuts, but he's got to be in the top half-ish of the league, maybe 16 to 18, 15 to 18, somewhere in there, whatever you want to, whatever number you want to put on it um, overall. And then I think you got to be in the 11 win range based on the roster moves that you've made. Um, I think it, it'll take some time for some of those guys to come along as well. Uh, and no Gilmore. So true. we'll see what it looks like ultimately, but I think you're in the 11 win range and I want Mac Jones to be, he's got to be much better than Cam Newton. If he's if he's your starter, uh, and that looks, you know, to me anyway, in my opinion, that's got to be top fifteen to eighteen quarterback in the league. Do you think now that since he's getting the starting gig right out of the gate here, do you think he's going to have the best year out of all the rookie quarterbacks just because of the coaching and the players around him? Uh, yeah, there's a possibility he could be rookie of the year if that's what you if that's the the, the name you want to put on it for sure. Sure. I mean, I think Wilson is, he looks ready, but the roster around him is still the Jets. Um, Lawrence, we already know his situation. He's, he should be very good in the league. Hurt by week six. The Jaguars might ruin him. Um, so, and then Trey Lance probably not going to play. Um, so, yeah, I think, he, and then Fields probably not going to play either. So, I think Jones is probably the guy on the list now. He, his odds went up, right? If he's playing every game. Now, he's got to stay healthy. I'm so worried about that knee. Can he make it through the year? That's another question. But, yeah, he's a, he's in the top two for those quarterbacks now. Yeah. You already mentioned it about Brady comparisons. And I think any single player there, we, we went over this back when after Brady won the Super Bowl, the odds of there being another Tom Brady, a guy to win seven Super Bowls and put up, accumulate everything. Stats, I think, can be reachable, but wins. Winning at the level he's won, we're going to find intelligent life in another part of the universe before a player wins. The, the, statistically speaking, the, it's more likely we find E.T. than a player, just a player, let alone a quarterback, wins seven Super Bowls. So it's totally unrealistic to ever expect Mac Jones to come in here and do that. The Patriots are not going to win seven more or win six Super Bowls with Mac no. Jones. But all you have to do to be in a immortal, not a god, but be immortal as a quarterback, is win one. I mean, it's like if Philip Rivers won one, him with his stat, he's looked at as one of you know he's in that grace. So look at look how people put Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees in New England. We say, how can you even put those guys in the same stratosphere as Brady? Because Brady is in a different stratosphere, and it's like Michael Jordan, it's like Bill Russell, eleven ring. Like you can't ever. You have to just say that that's a standard that'll never be met, and let's just start with who comes in second. Yeah. Um, so the winning will never be replicated. The style of play, I think, can. Can Mac Jones be proficient, read the defense, 
make the right decision as he gains experience. Now he can maybe start to take some chances instead of just dropping back saying, read one, read two, all right, checking it down, playing it safe. Maybe he's now saying, I can play the mental game. I'm going to bring this guy in motion. I know I'm going to drop back. I can pump this safety and then hit that corner out in the quarter's cover and start. That's what happens as you gain experience. And now he's making plays rather than just taking the plays that are there. Absolutely. Can he be 0-1 through 0-4 Brady? 100%. And if he's that, and the Patriots put pieces around him, and Belichick is still the coach for the next, next you know, four, five, six, seven years, they should be able to win one Super Bowl. And that's enough. That's a win. That is a 100% win on the pick, and the win on the investment, one Super Bowl in his career here. Because of how hard it is to do. We have to forget <laughs> everything that we were spoiled with. Yeah, with Brady, and that no one else, you will never get another quarterback to do that. We don't even know if Pat Mahomes will be able to get back at that level, right? Won one, lost one. Now what do you do going forward as it's all on you? We don't know. We thought Aaron Rodgers might win multiple Super Bowls. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning won one and a half. (laughs) Yeah, Got, Got lucky in the first one, and then basically, you know, got dragged to the finish line of the other one by the defense. Well, yeah, I mean, he had a guy named Von Miller on his team. That right. Year. So, that's to get two. Brady has seven. Going to have eight after this year. So, I think those expectations, one Super Bowl for Mac Jones, just get one. That's it. That's get it. there. Yeah. That's it. So, um, speaking of Brady uh, and the Buccaneers' chances, 100 percent vaccination status for the Buccaneers. We said this last week and then the week before, hey, does Brady want to go blah, blah, Well, come to find out he got COVID after the yeah. parade, which not shocking at all. No. Um, in Florida, of all places. Um, and he did get a vaccine. So he's loaded with antibodies. It's the TB12 method now. Uh, load yourself up with as many antibodies as you can. Um this is indicative of how all-in the Buccaneers are. Yeah. All the dead money, void year, contract restructuring. Do you think this could be Brady's last year? I know he has next year. Go back to back, you've won eight. They're really, really all-in on this year. Could this be Tom Brady's final year? It could be. I don't see it, though. Uh, here's why, because Tom Brady is not one to say, if I win, I'm going to ride off into the sunset and that's it. I think he, he, he would win one more and then want one more. Um, and he said he'd play until he sucks. Yeah, exactly. So he's just wired differently. So until he actually walks away, I'm not going to say he's going to walk away. Uh, like nobody's gonna be able to predict it in my opinion. He might go out in a blaze of glory and be really bad his final year or something like that. Who knows? Uh, but I still think he's going to just keep playing until he can't anymore. Yeah. He hasn't hit the cliff yet, and Max Kellerman got fired at ESPN. <laughs> you know, karma karma can be your friend sometimes. Oh, uh, my goodness. So uh, those are the biggest. I mean, obviously, there was you, you brought up the Gilmore situation. We're going to have some time um, to parse through a lot of I I think we're going to see what does it look like on Sunday and then be able to really – yeah. Parse through a lot of what these teams have done, um, uh, and and the Patriots specifically. You know, we'll be able to react to, to what it looks like. Um, so, but let's do this. If you want to go ahead and pull up the Patriots' schedule, Christian. So uh, now that we know, right now I'm that prepared. we know Mac Jones is the starter, let's go through. Let's let's do this. Let's 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 go through and say win or loss, and we'll we'll just. We'll count it out. So go ahead. Give me uh give me week one here. First Miami in Foxborough. I'm saying that's a big fat W. That's a W. Why? Why is it a W? We'll start we won't do this for all of them, but why? Why do they win um, week one? I think I don't think two is ready. Um he's a rookie quarterback. I think Bill is got somewhat of a defense now. I mean, the quarterbacks are questionable, um, but I think they absolutely just mauled that offensive line and, and Tua, and I don't think he 
I don't think he'll be able to do too much. But then again, uh, we all know what happens when there's a close game and you, you know, have some crazy return and Gronk can't make a tackle and you know <laughs> you, you lose the game. So, uh, but I, I think the Patriots ultimately win. I think they're like a two and a half, three favorite. Uh, I would say they win by a touchdown or more. Yeah, I agree. I think it's. Uh... I think they're just better situated to to win win the game. Jones could struggle just based on the secondary in Miami. I think that's their strength, but I still think run game between both the tight ends. Um, I, I still think they they ultimately win. Yeah. All right. Week two. New York Jets. I'm gonna say W. That is a way, by the way. That don't don't matter. Uh, rookie quarterbacks. Bill Belichick. That record is pretty good. Uh, I'm sure gonna... about that? Yes. You went down with the ship last year with the Jets. So I'm just checking. I'm picking the Patriots. I ain't picking the Jets. I know, but last year you tried to pick the Jets multiple times and they failed you. It's because so I was in a hole. Sure. It's because yeah. I was in a big time hole. That's what. That's what. That's what happens when you. This is why you don't bet, folks. This is why you don't bet. This is why we do this for fun. We don't actually put money on it. Now you know there's a lot of pride involved. Oh, yeah. So digging yeah. out of a a a, a hole of pride is this just is, as difficult. Uh, this is for fun, not gambling advice, just for the record. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's just uh, too stressful. All right. Yeah. I, I'm going to assume you're going Jet uh, Patriots as well. Yes. Yes. So 2 and 0. Patriots starting 2 and 0. Week 3. I believe this is at New Orleans or this no? This is at home versus New Orleans. Home versus New Orleans. I'm going to say loss. I'm going to say win. Why? Because you don't trust Jameis Winston? Yeah. Uh I'm not ready to I I think he's going to be doing a little Eating an L that week. So, <laughs> uh, I'm not ready to say he's, you know, I, I don't know. Just no, no, no Drew Brees to me is just like, okay, the Saints come in. They have a decent roster, but is Michael Thomas even starting the year? I think no, he's on pup list. IR, isn't he? Yeah. So like, pup list. Pup list, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to say, say win there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't disagree with any of that. I also just have a hard time seeing the Patriots starting three, you know. <laughs> just be, Me too. Expectations yeah. will be out of control, leading to week four home versus Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I will let you go first with this one, Chris. And that will be your first loss of the season, New England. So I think the reasons go without saying why they're going to lose that game, probably from your perspective. Yeah. This is why I didn't want them to start 3-0. Because they, they're going to win this game. You're going to have a stinker, some ugly stinker versus the Jameis Winston Saints, and people are going to be saying, ugh, we're going to lose to Brady. We're going to get annihilated. The team's going to be 2-2. Two and two. What are we doing? We would have been better off with Cam anyways. Blah, blah, blah. And then Mac Jones is going to go out and win in a shootout with Tom Brady. 3-1, and one, baby. We both we're get, we took different routes, but we're getting to the same place. You wanted that out-of-nowhere optimism from me? Well, there it is. Yeah, that's a little bit too optimistic, though. Uh, I think they get annihilated that week. But um, all right, you want to put it, put it, put a score next to it. Let's put a score next to that. You got L. What's the score? Uh, it's gonna be like thirty-four seventeen. Thirty-four seventeen. I'm saying the Patriots win twenty-six twenty-four. Quinn Nordine field goal at the end, baby. Oh god, he's gonna shank that one right, no doubt. Like a fifty-eight yard. It's gonna be one. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a typical early Brady win, right? They're gonna get the ball back with like fifty seconds, no timeouts. Mac Jones gets them in field goal range, and then it's gonna go fifty-eight yards to the right. And he's, he's gonna be. He's gonna be <laughs> into the broadcast. Booth. He's gonna be asked about it in the post game, and he's gonna say, "Well, I thought you know, but the yardage meant that's where you have to kick it to the right." <laughs> you don't like his cornhole method no. to to kicking. I like the guy. I think he's going to be good. All right. So we both got three and one. Next, I will say this: three. We both have them three and one. There's a real possibility they're two and two, and I think that would be okay if you started two and two. Again, yeah, rookie quarterback. Yeah, right. uh, and then Push you through. go to uh, Houston. Oh, win! That's a win. Even though I mean, Tyrod Taylor's getting the start there. Which, how long is it before something happens to poor Tyrod? I know. Yeah. Like those it's just tra- those trainers are gonna get him, aren't they? <laughs> oh man! Jeez. Hopefully, I hope he sticks there. I honestly hope the Texans have a good year for his sake. Like that dude has just had zero luck. Yeah. Hey, you're gonna be, you're gonna be the Cam Newton. 
you're going to come in. You're going to be the veteran. We have a rookie, but we want you. It's your job. After like two weeks, sorry, see ya. Baker Mayfield's in. Like nobody knew that that wasn't going to happen. Hey, go out to L.A. Yeah. You're the starter. Rookie quarterback. Bang. You got a needle in the, the lung. What the heck? And then you see Justin Herbert, and th- that story was over pretty quick. Yeah. So hopefully, I, you know, the Patriots are going to win that game, but I, I hope that the Texans have a decent year, or at least the Tyrod Taylor has a good year. So I'm assuming you're going to go win there as well. Yep. Next. First Dallas at home. Ooh, I'm going to say loss. That is going to be your stinker right there. That's going to be like one of those ugly games, though. I don't know what Dak's going to look like coming back, like yeah. once the real action starts. Um, that has a feeling of one of those. I mean, that's what, week six? You know, we're getting into like late October. That's like going to be like a rain Sunday, ugly, you know, 16 to 14, bleh, whole bunch of field goals, 16 12, whole bunch of field goal type of game. Yeah. All right, next. Um, let's see. First, the New York Jets, week seven at home. Ah, oh, win. That's a win. Win. Win, win, win. Win, earn, win. win. Next. At the Chargers. Uh, this is going to be a loss. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if they win, it's going to be one that relies heavily on everybody else. That's a, that's going to be a big game against, uh, you know, second year Justin Herbert. I know they had his number last year and they had that team. The team's obviously going to be different this year. Um, I think that's yeah. going to be a tough ask. What time is that game being played at, too? 4.30. 4.30. So it'll be like a 1 o'clock game. 4.05. But... Um, but I still think West Coast. It's a first West Coast trip, right, for uh, young Mr. Uh, McCorkle. Um, yeah. McClellan. Um, so I'm going to say L. Uh, that's a win. That is definitely a win. All right. And then they fly to Carolina and play the Panthers. The Panthers. Uh, back-to-back L's. Back-to-back L's. Yeah, that, that that is a loss. That is your loss. Next. Then at home against the Cleveland Browns. Oh, boy. That's a tough stretch. So... I'm gonna say L there too. That yeah. that's a that that's a whole tough stretch of games. Um and obviously we'll things can change once we see what the team looks like and depending if Mac plays above what we expect, but I'm gonna say loss. loss. The, the Browns are Super Bowl ready. Like yeah, I, they should be. So Yeah, loss as well. And then they go to Atlanta. That's a that is a most certainly a win. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it hope. around. Uh and then at home against Tennessee, that's I'm a say, loss. I'm going to say win. I don't know if the Titans are going to be. I think there's just going to be. There's a lot of. You look at what they accomplished two years ago, and then they were good last year. I don't think that roster's gotten any better. I mean, Julio Jones is great. Will he make it this far into the season? Um. You know, Derrick Henry is, you know, awesome, but um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I think the Titans are going to have more of a middling year um, this year uh, than they have. I mean, they had an okay year, and then they made a playoff run uh, yeah. with, with Henry in defense, and then last year they were one and done. So um, I'm, I'm going to say the Pages can win this game. Loss. All right. Uh, at Buffalo. Oh, loss. Um, just being realistic, uh, Buffalo again in Buffalo. Is that a night game? That says that seems yes, like prime time. Monday night, Monday night game. That'll be, be an awesome game. Place. We'll we'll be able to get you ready for that game. Seeing as how we do live shows now on Monday night, so we'll get you prepped for that an game. Eight fifteen or eight All right, I'm gonna say lost though. Yep. And then they go on a bye week, and then they come out indie. In Indy. Win. Lord knows who their quarterback will be by then. Uh, Definitely a win. Yeah. Like, that's a team that should be in the same category as Buffalo and Cleveland. Like, ready to win a Super Bowl. Is Carson Wentz going to make it through the year? Like, no, that that, that was a question going in, and you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Already getting banged up. Already out with COVID. Yeah. or, Or in COVID protocol. Like, that just, no way it lasts. I don't think it's going to last. So, onward. 
versus Buffalo at home. I'm going to say win. That is a win, yes. Feel good win. We're in lockstep here. And then you have at home versus Jacksonville. That is a win. Yes. And at Miami to finish out the year. That is a win. I'm going to say that's a loss. It also depends on the circumstances. That last game, you know, where, what's Miami season looking like? It, it, are things, are they locked into playoff position? These divisional games at the end uh, can sometimes be be tough to gauge. Um, so let's see. You're going to say win in the last week? Yep. I think we might be even. I got the Patriots will have one, two, three, four, five, six, Should seven, be 11 and six. eight, nine, ten. Wasn't even trying, and I got ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, <laughs> eleven for you, Christian. So the exercise bears itself out. I say ten. You say eleven. I say ten. Eleven. Ten. Ten. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the ballpark, which is what? That's not going to win you the division. Buffalo, unless they get riddled with COVID and forfeit a game, miss their quarterback are missing a skill position set. Buffalo should win the division. Mm-hmm. The Patriots, 10-11 wins, should be kind of nipping at their heels and should be a wild card team. Five through seven seed. And then, it's anybody's game, right? It's, it's you know, Agreed. get in. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's our early predictions here for the Patriots, folks. 10-11 wins, making the playoffs. That's the expectations. Let's set that as the bar. And let's see if that bar adjusts. After yeah, two go after, week one. After two weeks, we thought the Patriots were like, look at Cam Newton, he's amazing. We are and that, that train crashed yeah. real fast. Oh, yeah. That hype train. <laughs> that train, the tracks, the entire right-of-way, gone. Oh, yeah, that got thanos for sure. <laughs> yeah. Done. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, I wanted to bring up something that we forgot to mention with respect to uh, Tom Brady. He had, I'm going to try and f- pull up the clip. He spoke this week about rule changes and how he thinks um, the NFL is punishing defenses too much, which I find fascinating. He's a quarterback. You know, he's lived off of the the passing rules that the Colts made happen so that they could win a Super Bowl. Brady profited off of those now for years and years and years to come. But I want to—I just want to play this clip from from Brady, um, and then we'll we'll react to it. Over the years, which I think is really hard for someone like me who's played a long time to watch, is like there—it's not being taught the right way. Like a quarterback should only throw the ball to certain places because your receiver is in danger of getting hit. For example, when I used to play against Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. I wouldn't throw the ball to the middle <laughs> of the field because he would. He, he'd go after you, and he would hit, like, and we didn't always have the biggest receivers, but he would hit them and knock them out of the game. Mm. And now any, every hard hit is a penalty on the defense. So I feel mm. like they penalize defensive players for offensive mistakes. Mm. So, like, if a quarterback, I was watching the Chicago Bear game, <laughs> the, the, quarter, the quarterback like messes up, doesn't see the blitzer, and, or the line screws up. I don't know what happened. But the quarterback or the line on offense, the defensive player comes in and hits him hard, and they throw a flag on the defense. So they've almost moved the protection of your opponent to you as opposed to where it should be, which is on yourself. Like if you're a quarterback, you got to protect yourself and your players. It shouldn't be the responsibility of your opponent to protect you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a real – it creates really bad habits for players because you feel like I can basically do anything. I could run and not slide. I can throw the, my receiver into any coverage and not have any repercussion for it. The only thing they're going to do is they're actually going to blame the defensive player mm-hmm. for making a good, solid hit, and now the defensive player is going to feel like, oh, I can't do that, mm-hmm. even though I feel like it was an offensive mistake. So in the end, I think it's a really disservice oh God, to the sport because yeah. the sport isn't being played at a high level mm-hmm. like I, I believe that it once was. It actually deteriorates because you're not teaching the players the reasons and the fundamentals of what the sport should be. 180%. I think it's it speaks to the fact that why is the guy so great? Because he's got like the mind of a coach in a player's body who can still execute all these things on a field. Yeah. Um, 
it, it it's really I mean as frustrating as it is to see him in another uniform doing these things, that right there shows you why he's one of the greatest of all times because of just the way he processes how the game is played, and the value he brings to his team and those around him by being cognizant of these sorts of things. Um, but he's right. We've said this for so long. Like it's the 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 rules of the game. I think actually make the game less safe because of what he's talking about. Now, as a as a quarterback, I think, well, let me throw that pass because maybe I'll get a flag, or I can run and pretend to slide and maybe not slide, and if they hit me hard, so what? I'll get a, but that's just that guy putting himself at risk and putting teammates at risk. Um, so in this like contorted way. It's like, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The league tries to, like, oh, you know, we, we don't want to have dangerous plays on kickoffs anymore. So, like, anything touches the end zone is a touchback. So what, what, what do teams do now? They pooch it to the five, and also you have, like, ten times more collisions uh, than you could. It's yeah. like trying to take a dangerous game and make it safe is only going to make it more dangerous because guys are just going to try and skirt those rules. Um, it's a violent game by nature. Um, I thought this was... Absolutely awesome. And 100% correct. I mean, the game's just not played at the same level anymore. It's crazy that Brady's still in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But he's right. And it, it makes it suffer for players and for fans. So nobody wants to watch the flags come out. Nobody wants to see somebody get a cheapo penalty and be rewarded. Um, you just want to see guys, you know, players making plays against other players. The whole mano-a-mano yeah. thing. I do agree with him for the most part. I just like, I don't know how you fix that. So if a quarterback makes a mistake and throws it over the middle and he gets, his guy gets lit up without taking a first step or whatever you want to say. I mean, it's kind of like, it's hard not to throw a penalty there. If you're getting hit super hard and knocked out of the game or something like that. Okay. Maybe it's easy to say, Oh, that was my mistake, but what are you going to throw a penalty on the offense? I mean, you can't do that. No. Well, I think, Hey, let them play man to man coverage within tight man to, you know, Instead of the bump and run, instead of having to have zones for 10 yards where you've got quarterbacks trying to fit these throws into windows and you have guys running full speed at each other, let them actually battle. Let them play man-to-man. The game will be slower, but it's going to be more exciting, and it's actually going to be safer if you let that happen. Yeah, I would agree with that. And a dangerous hit, you throw a penalty on. everybody. It's the whole thing. This is the NFL's biggest problem. There's a lot of stuff in football which just you just know it when you see it. You know unnecessary roughness when you see it. You know unsportsmanlike conduct. You know a catch when you see it. And yet we try to super hyper define and make it something that's like quantifiable when there's so much of it that's just subjective. That's yeah, how you it, it would take a player like Brady, somebody like that, you know, who people have said, what does he do when he's done? Does he want to coach? Would he be a broadcaster? future commissioner of the NFL. We brought it up for Peyton Manning. Brady is very vocal with the Players Association and the Head unions. The and some, maybe something like that. Right? I definitely could see that in his future. The guy's going to have a passion for football. I mean, you play football from this time you were, what, six? And you play professionally for like almost 30 years? It's going to be hard to just not do football. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sure. he's going to be involved in the NFL somehow. Um, but just wanted to bring up that that whole thing, because I saw that this week and thought that was awesome. Um, and so we'll end. We'll, we'll conclude the NFL stuff with this: the Buccaneers open up against the Cowboys on Thursday. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, Tampa Bay. Same. Undefeated season. <laughs> no. Eighteen and zero. No. Eighteen and zero. It'd be seventeen and zero. They're yeah, gonna well. win. The, they're gonna win their bye week. Get credit for a win on the bye week. I mean, if they're undefeated at the bye week, I would consider that a win. So 18 and 0. <laughs> okay. Some 360 sports show math for you. Um, let's uh, let's quickly go through, Christian. We've been talking about the Red Sox uh, and their <laughs> slow and steady demise. Um, 11 players with COVID now. Yeah. Uh, what is the deal? I mean, is this... is do we know? Is this all unvaccinated, guys? I mean, if uh, these were breakthrough cases, you'd think they would want to be up front and be like, listen, these were breakthrough cases, and they're not. Unconfirmed, so my- but uh, they're under the threshold for vaccination. So 
that tells you that probably some are obviously but also there are guys who are not we don't know the numbers on who is who isn't but they are under the threshold for vaccination which leads you to believe that some of them probably are unvaccinated yeah um Colin in the comment section, should I draft Michael Thomas in my fantasy draft tonight? I'll tell you what, uh, I got him for like a dollar in uh, in an auction league. (laughs) Uh, So if you can get him late, why not draft and stash? Yeah, we'll take we'll we'll take we'll still if if you got some fantasy questions out there, folks, we'll 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 certainly take those. Uh, He also wanted to let me know that there are fireworks happening uh, out my front window right now. Well, I'm in the back, so I can't I can't see. Colin says three dollars. Me and Colin are in a league together, so I, oh. he he knew the exact value. One dollar, three dollars, same difference at that point. Cheap, cheap. Patriot, Patriots would consider that good value. Good value. Oh, I was all about the good value. I don't know. I don't know. Do you get anything? Did that secure like waiver position? You know, leftover money. Like who spends the least? Does they get waiver mm. priority week one? I had some leftover dough that I was sitting there at the end. Like, well, this was kind of. Not necessary. <laughs> uh, but anywho. Um, yeah, I think the Bucks. Now, correct. Is that game not being played in Tampa? Are they opening uh, on the road? I think it's in Tampa. Let me double check. But I think last I last I saw, I thought it was in Tampa, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it's, a, it's in Tampa. It's yeah. in Tampa. Okay. What am I thinking? Maybe it was something. Else. It's happened now and again. The Ravens in 2013 opened yeah, on the road. That's true. Yeah. Cuz they didn't want to move an Orioles game out of like what was it? Uh, you know, it was like a ESPN baseball night in America. Well, how good were the Orioles back then? Probably not very good, but still. Like what? <laughs> Super Bowl champs? They had to start in Denver and they got Oh boy. I think I've been boxed out by the Orioles. Oof. I'm well Imagine getting wrong. boxed out by a tree lighting. That's what happened this year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That is very true. For a good team, the Tampa Bay Rays only bring in like 7,300 people into the arena. Their games still get national television. Meanwhile, the Baltimore Ravens have been a successful franchise pretty much their entire existence. Yep. Um, and, and they can't get priority over a tree lighting. That's about <laughs> right. Yeah. Who, somebody at a network has an axe to grind with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Maybe it's an old yeah, Cleveland. No, it's an old Cleveland Brown fan. That's probably what it is, honestly. You know, yeah. somebody really stick it to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, goodness. Um, any other uh, any other thoughts from the past week, Christian? Obviously, I mean, we we could spend hours doing the football stuff. Uh, I'm just excited to have games to talk about next week. Yeah. I think a lot of the prognosticating is just going to go immediately out the window. Uh, so, uh, one thing that I almost forgot that I did want to mention is RIP to David Patton. Oh my Uh, gosh. No. Yeah, you're right. We have to do it. We have to do a segment on that. Um, Great, great Patriot. Uh, obviously great teammate as well. We've heard a number of guys say that, but, um, obviously passed away tragically, but, uh, people forget of how, how good he was back in the Oh one to Oh four run. Uh, really, really good for this Patriots team undrafted guy i believe and yes uh just one of those classic patriots receivers that you don't hear a lot about he's not a he's not a randy moss he's not a guy like that uh but a very very good player and a huge part of those championship teams um consummate pro i mean you look at those patriots teams those early teams and you look at their receiving core Deion branch david Givens, troy Troy Brown. brown david Patton. None of those guys is going to the Hall of Fame. None of those guys, I believe, <sighs> Troy Brown made a Pro Bowl as a returner in 01. Did Deion Branch ever make a Pro Bowl? In those Not that first? I recall. I don't no. think so. So you don't even have considered Pro Bowl wide receivers, but professional receivers. I mean, they could do, each one of them could do everything. Could go deep, could run all the intermediate routes, could come underneath, could catch screens, could... Could do everything. It's like with, you know, we talked about the Bruins in 2011. Hey, you go four lines deep, right? You don't have a superstar, but you've got four lines of just solid B-plus players for the most yep. part. That's all that... of them, super tough. Would go across the middle and get rocked, get right back up and right back into the play. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that. There's That happened with, Dave, uh, with, with all of them. There's examples of them getting destroyed and hanging on to the ball, getting knocked out once in David Patton's uh, case. Uh, and hanging on to a ball. Yeah. Um, 
the, the moments that stick out most for me, uh, most of them are that 001 run, is the, the indie game, throwing, catching, and running for a touchdown. Yes, First guy yep. since Walter Payton to do that uh, at the time. Uh, it's been done a couple of times since. Uh, but obviously, it speaks to his incredible just athletic talent uh, and versatility. You know, Charlie Weiss, those Patriot, those early Patriots teams, they had to, like, milk every last little ounce of offense they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to have a guy that could do it all, like, that was invaluable. And then you look at the clutchness coming through in the snowball game, uh, coming through in the Super Bowl. Um, that Rams catch is the most notable. That's what people remember. But, again, that one that you just mentioned, the, the all three, that's another one that you really can't forget. I mean, how how often does that happen? Not very. Yeah. Um, that's that catching the Super Bowl too. It's one thing to like so and so caught a game winning touchdown, and you look and it's just like wide open, and like, yeah, yeah. he caught that catch is catch. just one of the most acrobatic, beautiful things. I mean, at the time I'm a kid, I watched it happen live, and I, I could rewatch the NFL films cut of that over and over and over again. Just going up, turning, catching it, coming down, holding on. And just what that meant at the time. I mean, the Patriots in that game, you know, you just felt like, all right, when's this going to not go our way? Blah, 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 blah. And then to score that touchdown, right, that was right before the end of the half, I yep. think. You go in a locker room feeling like, holy crap, are the Patriots going to win this game? We, can, we might be able to win this thing. Yeah, exactly. Right like, before the half, you go up 14-3, I think it was, right? Yes. You know, this is not uh, a just happy to be here moment. Yeah. Just the real deal. I mean, the catch uh, was terrific itself, but that's a moment that uh, a catch that he made in a moment that uh, will kind of live forever. Just based on you got to go into halftime. If it's seven three, you're like, okay, greatest show on turf, yada yada yada. No, he makes that catch, and then you're like, they can actually win this Super Bowl. Yeah, they can win this game. And that was another one. Tom Brady spoke about that was an adjustment he and Patton made on side. They yeah. called a play. It was supposed to be two slants and an out. And he said, well, they always squat on the goal line. What about doing the out and up? And so that's Brady drops back, pumps the out. And as soon as Givens, uh, sorry, as soon as Patton turns, Brady lets that ball go. Like, that's just, that's that's professional playmaking. Like, he hasn't even come out of his break yet, and the ball's out. And obviously the corner is left completely, you know, in trail position with no hope. Um, Unbelievable. You know what? You know what we got to do now? We have to just watch that play. <laughs> we have to just watch Might as well. that play. Oh. I wonder how many times this has been watched in the last couple oh, days. Ton. Yeah, a ton. No doubt. Ah, oh, man, I really can't just find... Let's see. I'm going to have to scroll for it. A whole long way. Oh, this is great. These are back-to-back plays. Ready for this? We'll play this because this is back-to-back. This is back-to-back plays. Um, he scored the only offensive touchdown for the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Remember who threw him that touchdown? No. Drew Bledsoe. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Here we go. Let's run it right now. Throwing corner of the end zone, touchdown! Acrobatic too, right? I mean, <laughs> people forget Brady went down. Here's Here we go, back. pump. Firing end zone, touchdown! I mean, that's a terrific. Smith lost a couple of yards back. Firing end zone, all the way back again. Let's we'll see the Super Bowl one one more time. Here's Brady back. Firing zone, touchdown! Patriots, David Patton made a great catch. I mean, 31 seconds to go in the half. You kick a field goal there, it's 10-3, eh. 14-3, whole different ball game. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's sad. I mean, obviously, well before his time, and just tragic. Um, But, amazing Patriot. I, I, you know... The recognition he's getting now is, you know, he would he was never going to be a Hall of Famer. I don't even know if he would have been a Patriots Hall of Famer. 
maybe now posthumously there may be something, you know, because there's just so many guys. Yeah. And there's, gonna, there's so many guys from this latest dynasty that are going to be coming up now. <laughs> um, it's not going to stop for a while. Uh, but guys like him, you just think about is just being so clutch and so pro. He's that, that all those teams, those early teams, were just built of guys like that. I mean, yeah. it's the Kevin. Uh, Fox, I mean, look, the, the success that they had would not have been a thing without David Patton. Oh, 100%. That's what Bel- Belichick himself said that. Yeah. The Patriots would not have won the way they won without the contributions of David Patton. You know, Bill, Bill doesn't. Story you know, over. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's. Bill's words are the Bill's words are the best words. Sometimes, <laughs> when he gives words. Sometimes he grumbles. When he actually gives words, they're the best words. When he just listen, you know, it's more than about being vaccinated. You know, yeah. we gotta be able to have players and make plays. And... <laughs> so, any other thoughts, Christian? Uh, before we uh, before we cut it loose here. No, that's a wrap from me. I'm ready to get the season going, you know? So, you know, we'll have a lot more to talk about after the games next week. So. Yep, absolutely. Let's get it going. So, week one of the NFL starts on Thursday, games on Sunday. Join us next Monday, 7.30. We'll be recapping the week, getting you ready for Monday Night Football. I think because, you know, the Monday nights will have a lot of uh, importance uh, for the fantasy world. For me, I'm in a couple of leagues. I think it'll be that'll be we could maybe start a little fantasy little segment there talking about guys who are going to be in in those games um <laughs> call in the comment section snort clicks tongue it's going to be a great season <laughs> yes spot on spot on so yes 7 30 next monday join us we'll be recapping the first week of the nfl getting you ready for monday night football can't wait uh if you've missed any of this show you're joining us late you can rewatch on any of the platforms we're live on facebook youtube periscope and Twitch, and you can always catch us as a podcast through Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcasts from. So, he's Christian Lauber. I'm Andrew Pazelli. Thank you for joining and watching with us tonight. Have a good night, folks, and we'll see you next week. See yeah. ya.